Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. I would like to welcome to the show today, Annie Chopra, founder of She the Queen, author, marketing specialist. Annie is the daughter of a former diplomat, and she's here today talk about her life and her travel stories. So I'd like to walk in Annie to the show today. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day, I guess. Every day is beautiful. Every day is beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Well, someone says, even if it's cloudy, they go, I can't see that. Or there's not sunny out. I go, yes, it is. You just have to look above the clouds. Preach. That is so true. It's all about your mindset. Yeah, positive thinking brings positive energy, positive results. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're joining us from today? Right, of course. So you already introduced me pretty well. So I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a digital nomad actually as well. And currently, I am in my home country, one might call it, which is India. So I'm currently based in Delhi, India, because we had to come for my cousin's wedding, which was recently, and we ended up having to do a lot of things that you have to do when you come back to your home country responsibilities. So we're here, but it's been interesting because I've had the opportunity to travel around India quite a bit too. So that's been fun. Always fun when you get to travel, especially your home country. Sorry? I'm just saying it's good to be able to travel your your home country and see things you might have not seen before or remembered 100 now as a daughter of a diplomat you've had many opportunities to travel where are some of the places that you've traveled to oh i can give you a whole timeline so i was born in dubai this is back in 1998 right so born in dubai and then I after that I went to Spain. Spain was where I started my primary school education. Then we came back to India for a bit. Then from there I went to Laos, which was in Southeast Asia. And I did like I finished my primary school education there. Then we went to Mexico City, where I started my secondary school education. We went back to my to India basically. And after that, we went to Tanzania, which was kind of like my final destination as the daughter of a diplomat. <laughs> and that's where I finished high school. So how did, question for you, how did you react to traveling all this? Like, how did it affect you? Honestly, I think as a teenager, it wasn't the best for my mental health because I was often pretty lonely and, you know, racism is quite big. And as a brown girl, often there would be times when I faced racism and bullying. But for the most part, I think you become so used to it that it just becomes a lifestyle. So I think at some point, I think I was 11, 12, like, oh, this is just life. And in some ways it was perfect because, so it had its pros and cons is what I can say as a teenager, right? Pros could be like, if I messed up a relationship, if something was going badly, I knew I would leave soon enough. So, So that's great. That's a positive. But at the same time, maintaining friendships and those relationships was a bit difficult sometimes. And that could lead to loneliness. I think we should uh, all work towards stopping stopping bullying across the globe. Um, and I find you yeah. know, the people that bully are ones that, if you actually zoom into their 
home life. There's something lacking there. Uh, there's something happening there, and they're looking at it at an outlet, and they will pick somebody that they in their circle. It could be at school. It could be at work. It could be just anybody in the street. And I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I agree. I just think we need to. Kind I of- think. Yeah, I agree. You, know, I, I. It's funny because one of my closest friends right now, my best friend even, who I've known forever, she actually used to bully me back in primary. So I actually got bullied by her in primary for a bit. It wasn't extreme. It wasn't too much. It was kind of a frenemy relationship that you often had. But when you're a kid and you're in fourth grade and frenemies are a thing, you know. But um, you know, obviously she's such a good friend and we've known each other for so long and we've been through so much together. And yeah, I agree. I think when people bully, they often have something going on in the background because I know with her life and all the people I know who bullied me and I've seen their stories, you know, on social media be shared when they're adults. Yeah, we were all struggling in our own way. And I think it's great to see that the youth now or the new generation, they're so much more open-minded about communicating about their mental health struggles rather than suppressing them and you know just projecting it in a different way i like to talk well i like to learn a little bit about uh she the queen the founder and what is this and where has it taken you of course so she the queen is my digital media platform and it actually started when i was around 18 years old so it started as an anonymous instagram page just to share stories of women just to you know the whole idea of the premise is she the queen so it started as a way to empower girls a way to empower myself even i was struggling through things happening in my life um you know my father had just passed and life was just very different. And I think, especially in India, which is a patriarchal country, when your dad passes away, it reflects very negatively for some reason on women and girl childs. And you would often hear, oh shit, now they won't have a father figure. How will they, you know, go through life or what will they become? So it definitely had an impact on me. And I realized that not just this, but there were so many issues I wanted to talk about in regards to being a woman and especially transitioning because 18 is like the age, right? You're like, you're a girl, you're transitioning into being a woman, you're learning about the world. And that was important to me. So I started sharing stories and stuff just on Instagram anonymously, fully anonymously. I was using the famous gossip girl quote with like XOXO, she the queen. And um, over a few months, you know, people started to message me like girls from all over the world, they were like, this is really useful. This is very helpful. And I'm so grateful that you, you know, you're talking about this. And I was like, oh, this can be a big thing. You know, this can be important. And that's when I started looking into, and I was already interning for some companies and learning about startups and marketing and all that. So I was like, okay, maybe I want to incorporate this and make this into a company. And so I incorporated it. And during the first year, this is around 2019, um, we actually were like the first ever e-magazine that focused on bloggers. So during that time, you know, blogging and influencing was just becoming a thing. And still on the magazines, you would often see celebrity faces, not influencers, per se, which has become quite the you know norm now. Back then, it wasn't a thing. So it was an 
Influencer First magazine and I worked with a hundred plus influencers from all around the world hearing about their, you know, stories as women and how their lives changed and, you know, what's impacting them, what's changing their lives. So I did that for one year. And then we also had a singledom section on the platform. So it was very exciting to kind of, so, you know, dating is usually the platform you see on web pages. So we were like, no, this is going to be focused on singledom and it's, it made me connect with so many young women. Um, we had internship programs as well early on. This is pre-pandemic. And, you know, I got to just lead and, you know, have leadership with 30 or like around 20, 30 girls. And it was it was exciting because they were from around the world and I could mentor them. So that was really fun. During the pandemic, unfortunately, though, I had to put She the Queen on a back bench just because it was generating new revenue, just not enough revenue to sustain economically what I needed at that time and you know things were happening I needed to support my family a little more and my marketing which is something I do full-time right now too which is marketing for clients and companies so that was doing better and I started creating content for because I was already creating content on Instagram YouTube etc so I had quite a big portfolio of content creation and I was also freelance writing throughout that time so my freelance writing and my content creation which I started created creating now for like an tech company all of that was generating me a lot more revenue so i unfortunately had to put she the queen on a back bench but um in 2022 back out of it financially more stable i'm actually working towards it again and it's very exciting i've been able to meet so many young women that i want to you know put into the magazine as well you know and when i say magazine i do mean the web page because it's fully web now but it's very exciting it's a new journey we're actually creating a community as well where women will be able to communicate with each other and help each other out so it's a very exciting time well that's a good thing to talk about we just celebrated international women's day and as i said every day should be women's day not just one day so hopefully we <laughs> should need to celebrate women year round now, women should be celebrated. I always say that. <laughs> why not? I think they should. They go through a lot. Um, what life lessons have travel given you? Well, I think all of my life lessons actually originate from travel. Um, I think the person I am is because of traveling. And I think the number one thing it taught me is to just be kind to human beings it's such a basic lesson but i think it's really driven my life just be kind because growing up culturally in so many different places and you know economically these places were so different some were underdeveloped countries some were developing countries some were developed and you would see such a vast difference among people the cultures and i think that's what it taught me. it's like be kind people are going through things no matter where they're living there's, you know, political, social conflicts going on that impact them. So just be kind. And I think that's what's just made me who I am. And what do you expect when traveling? Or should I say, what are you looking for when you travel? Is there a certain like experience or are you looking to be with the locals to endure some of their delicacies or learn their language or something like that? Well, I, I have to say, I think as diplomats, which we're called like kids of diplomats, I think your travel experience changes completely. I started traveling again as an adult um, in 2021. So around the time the pandemic was kind of calming down, end of 2021, we took our first international trip again as a family. 
and we went to Dubai for a week and it was an extraordinary experience. But I remember coming back from that and all I could think was, oh, I need to do it again. I kind of miss it because, because, you know, all I could do in six days, it's just not enough. It's, it's, you know, you could only do tourist activities. You couldn't really get into it. And I was like, oh, this is like the country I was born in and I'm visiting it after like 20 plus years. It meant something, but it was not enough time. And that's when we were like sitting and we were like, okay, clearly we all want to travel. So I actually now travel as a family. Like all of us, we all work as digital nomads. So when I say family, that's my mom, my younger brother, who's a teenager currently in school online, and my elder sister, who is also working remotely. So we all travel as digital nomad family. And for us, it's like we were like sitting out, you know, after our Dubai experience and we're like, okay we need to do it for longer spans of time. We need to stay in a place because clearly that's what we're used to. We're used to making a place our home. And, you know, it was terrifying. I won't lie. Um, my mom, she was so terrified. She was like, yes, but you know, when we used to travel as diplomats, we already had a community we were walking into. And I was like, mom, don't worry about that because that's what travel taught us is how to build our own community wherever we go. And I'm sure we'll be fine. And, you know, I do say this, that I'm a much more seasoned traveler than more, most people my age. And when I go, it's often just to get new experiences, meet new people and, you know, indulge myself into what the country is, try to learn as much as, uh, as much about it as I can. And oftentimes when I'm in a country, it feels like home. And that's what I wanted to feel like. I wanted to feel like home. And that's often why I always say like, I, I don't know what to call home because I feel like I've made my, the entire world my home. <laughs> So the feeling of homeliness is what I'm always grasping. On the show, we do talk about reasons why people travel. And as a young girl, you had reason because of your your father being a diplomat and being able to travel that way. But you enjoy traveling as a family, as uh, I guess what you're looking for now is maybe to stay in location longer, maybe become like an expat, get to know the country, get to know the people, um, not set roots permanently, but at least plant yourself for some time so you can at least reason everything that's available to you. So I kudos to that lifestyle I should have chosen years ago. Uh, <laughs> back then, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have influencers and stuff that we know of. But It's easier to travel now. It's easier. It's true. It's easier to travel now than it was ever before. So that's the privilege of being a Gen Z, I suppose. <laughs> as we approach the end of the, this podcast, which I wish it wouldn't end because there's so much I still like to ask you. But time is time. And uh, what I'd like to do yes. is ask you, what's next for you? Are you more travel, which probably going to be in the future? New ventures, maybe a book or maybe even another podcast. Yeah, well, so much, I think. Um, that's, I guess, the benefit of being in your 20s. There's always so much going on, right? <laughs> but I think, yeah, of course, there's travel coming up. I'm always excited to travel. We are, you know, deciding because we now we know that we want to travel as a family. So we're deciding. Obviously, it makes the travel process harder because we have to all accept the country we're going to and that we are all okay with it so we're kind of in the decision making process right now of like where do we want to go next what do we want to experience next and beyond that I'm actually restarting to work on 
my books because I am an author. So I do have books. So I am writing again and hopefully we'll have something published in the next couple of months. But apart from that, in travel specifically, I actually am starting to blog Finally, after all these years, <laughs> I have so many videos accumulated of travel and I'm finally going to be posting them on a travel account. It's called Couture and Wine. And I am very much looking forward to building that because I think so I'm a luxury traveler, as one could say. <laughs> it's, it's like a fake luxury traveler. I kind of figure out how to make it luxurious without making it too expensive. But <laughs> um, that's what's going to be showing, you know, how you can travel as a family more luxuriously, how you can be more of yourself wherever you travel. And I'm very excited about that. Well, I'll be sure to share any information, all information I have about you on the uh, show notes so that our listeners can find more about Annie and her future ventures, about the stuff that you've already done. Because I would say as a young person, still have your whole life ahead of you. You've done a lot already, but there's more ventures ahead. <laughs> Thank you so much. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up today? Of course, I think, you know, I'm sure travelers are the ones listening to this are people who want to travel. And I would say that if you're on edge, make a decision and go for it. I don't think there's any negatives to traveling. You know, be sure you're smart about it. Don't just, you know, take a debt because you want to go and travel because you see the whole world doing it. No, figure out what works for you and travel. You don't have to do it like the rest of the world. Do it as it works for you. Don't let social media and what you look at online you know, defy the way you should be doing your life. Travel is not for everyone, but it can be for everyone. So figure out what works for you and go for it. Well, thank you, Annie, for being on the show today. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.